Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I get you up to date on everything from this week's Monday Night Raw and welcome a WWE champion to the show. After a strong showing on last week's Raw, the show took a bit of a step back on the go-home before Extreme Rules this weekend. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch took on Andrade and Zelina Vega on what we thought would be the main event, but that turned out not to be the case. On a positive note, the feud between Ricochet and AJ Styles and the club really took a step in the right direction. Plus, WWE 24-7 champion Drake Maverick joins the show and we'll find out has he consummated his marriage yet? All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. We had Zelina Vega on the show yesterday, Mark, and she was absolutely tremendous. Great story with Zelina. You know, has worked her ass off to get where she is in the WWE. Always a dream for her to be in this position. And, you know, her story with her father, who uh, was a huge wrestling fan, would watch Raw with her dad, and, and she lost her father in 9-11. Just an amazing story. And we talked about how, and as leaked to Sports Illustrated from the WWE, and it was news over the weekend, how that was going to be the main event was Zelina and Andrade against Seth and Becky for Raw. And I guess it was switched. It wasn't the main event last night. It opened the show. And listen, if you're not going to be... The main event, you want to be the match that opens the show because that's probably where your bigger, biggest audience is, Mark. Um, and obviously they're selling Extreme Rules and what's going to take place with the other intergender tag match, and that's Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans going up against Seth and Becky, winner take all. So I think first and foremost, you want to you want to sell that pay-per-view on Sunday. But And Mark, I want to get your take on this because it's something that Bully and I talked about yesterday. All right. And I think they really kind of lost an opportunity or missed an opportunity with Andrade and Zelina. Now, Andrade and Zelina lose the match, and then we saw what we happened. You know, Becky getting into fisticuffs with, Be- uh, you know, Becky with, with um, you know, with Lacey Evans, and then with Seth Rollins getting attacked by Baron Corbin. But, man, I thought that was an opportunity lost, Mark, because maybe that could have happened a little earlier during the match. Maybe have Andrade and Zelina go over. But Seth and Becky don't lose anything by taking a loss. And obviously, no, not at all. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's it Also, too, you, it's understandable if you do get outside interference from Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin. 
And then in the meantime, you put over Andrade and Zelina in a big way on Monday Night Raw. I I think that was an opportunity loss. What, what's your take on that? I, I, I feel sentiment exactly. I think that it was an opportunity loss to, one, get a quality win by a couple that is on fire and that people actually care about, and you keep them in, in that rolling forward mode. Um, it didn't set them back any, but it didn't advance them any. Mm-hmm. And you need to advance, you know, uh, a group like them. They they just you know a partnership between those two, they uh, they're over. The fans love them as you can tell. Um, they are they they cross a lot of lines, and I you know like you said it was just a missed opportunity. Yeah, I thought so, and 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 listen, Seth and Becky are are the focal point as we get closer to Extreme Rules. And this is something that we're probably going to talk a lot about too today, Mark, is with the intergender tag match. And it was it was kind of wonky what we saw last night because not only was it an intergender tag match, but it was also an elimination tag match, which didn't make a yeah. lot of sense because, you know, when, when you know, Seth was in the ring, then Baron has to be in the ring. When Zelina's in the you know, I mean, not Baron, when Andrade's in the ring, Seth has to be in the ring. When Zelina's in the ring, Becky needs to be in the ring. So it's odd having an elimination tag match because then as soon as Zelina gets eliminated, then the tag match is over. So I thought that was kind of yeah, I thought that was kind of like an odd ruling in a tag match like that. You know, I also think that in that match, um, there there was no there was no ballyhoo from people about. Uh, Becky getting hit, you know, when she pushed Seth out of the way and she got hit by Andrade. No, there was no backlash. No. Nobody nobody was, like, up in arms about it. And I think that we're past that point as it relates to pro wrestling. Like, if you're in an intergender tag match and a girl comes in and the guy is in selling – and she puts him in a hole, and he shoots her off and gives her a tackle. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, what, what do you think, Dave? I'm, I'm in agreement with, you know, definitely agree with you because look, we're going to get into a little bit later, you know, Slammiversary that took place on Sunday, and what the main event for that pay per view was was yeah. Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard. And, I mean, you talk about a main event that stole the show. There's no doubt. And that was a good pay-per-view, but that main event was. was off the charts. And you're you're getting – because you're, you're buying into Tessa Blanchard that not only is she a great women's wrestler, she's just a great wrestler, period. Just and a she, great wrestler. And you made the comment, Dave, yesterday uh, with Bully that if you put the top five women wrestlers – that you would have to put Tessa in that top five. Mm-hmm. And I 100% agree. I 100% agree with that. There, There's going to be some people that might be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But you know what? You showed me somebody's body of work over the last year, last two years, that equal what she's done as far as how many matches, how much money they drew, and the spotlight being on them and them not failing – and, and and we have a conversation about it because I I see everything that she does, she has succeeded, and that's hard to do. 
even with a great wrestler, you have, you have some stink bombs. And I haven't seen any stink bombs from her. And and listen, like we saw, like you said, from Tessa Blanchard, super talented. But if, if it was Ronda Rousey in the ring with Baron Corbin, are you buying in? I th- Absolutely you are. I mean, I, I, I yeah. think you see, we saw it in, in the main event, or not the main event, but one of the top matches at WrestleMania 34 in the tag match when Ronda Rousey was... You know, with Kurt Angle going up against Stephanie and Triple H, where the, when there was those moments when Triple H was in the ring with Ronda Rousey, are you buying into that? A hundred percent, unbelievable, right? Wasn't it good? I mean, that was that was like one of the highlights of the pay per view of the match, not just the match, but the pay per view. So, let, I think we should get more of that. I, I really do. I, I mean, if anybody has a problem with it, turn the channel. You know, wrestling fans want to see wrestling, and I want to see Charlotte Flair versus any guy. I think that it would be, if she was in a match against Seth Rollins, I guarantee you, you would not turn the channel. You would be in awe because they're just that good. And we need to see more of that because we talk about this women's movement. Mm -hmm. And Andy Kaufman did such a great job of helping spark the whole women's movement. Even though he was an antagonist, you sometimes you need that. You need to, to step on the back of, of, uh, uh, of the antagonist. And um, I think that would be the first move. I don't think you should, you know, have a female heel, uh, you know, right off the bat. I think that, you know, if you're going to do it, have a male heel, the guy comes out against women being in intergender matches, and then you go from that. You go from that point to make sure that that woman can actually beat that guy. And I think that woman would be Charlotte Flair. Um, we saw that Tessa Blanchard can get it done. You mean to tell me that you don't think that Charlotte or Becky or Sasha Banks or uh, Oscar can get it done? I, I think so. And and I'll say this, Mark, and this is an interesting this is an interesting conversation that you brought up because Bully will tell you this. Bully has been an advocate of this for a while, and I was completely against it. Intergender wrestling was just something that just didn't do anything for me. I got to be honest with you. Obviously, it's been going on. You definitely see it outside the WWE more than you see it within the WWE, for sure. I was just never a fan of it. And I got to be honest with you, watching Tessa and Sammy Callahan in the ring together on Sunday was magic and it really like i have to eat crow it blew me off the, it blew me off my sofa watching that match on Sunday and if you have two talented wrestlers whether it's male or female that doesn't matter as long as talent like that is in the ring and you're buying in and you're emotionally invested like i was on Sunday they could have they could have captured that magic last night and they didn't and hopefully they'll capture that magic at Extreme Rules on Sunday. Well, in this this statement I'm about to make, there's no disrespect to the women of the past because I was a big Wendy Richter fan. Uh, I, I mean, when the rock and wrestling whole revolution came in, I was all in. I, I loved it. And, you know, knowing now, studying the history of wrestling, the Babs Wingos and people of that like, I watch people, women work, in the fifties and sixties and seventies that were really damn good. But 
they are not at the level of Charlotte Flair and these top 10 women wrestlers today. The top 10 women today are, in my opinion, the top 10 women ever. Wow. And you can put them in there with guys and they will get over, man. And uh, I, I think the quality of work and women are allowed, uh, as they should be, to take the rightful place in in the forefront of wrestling because they're that good, not because they're women, but because they're good enough. It's kind of like that movie, Hidden Figures. They had women that understood the whole the human computer thing. They They understood analytics before there was a term called analytics. And they were able to make calculations to get the the space shuttle, well, not space shuttle, but to get the the first um, rocket to go out of space without blowing up, because they can do it by hand. They couldn't do it otherwise. So the women are at that point now. They're so good that they should be allowed to take the main stage. Becky is t- she's taking the main stage. Rhonda took the main stage. Yep. Charlotte Flair took the main stage. Why not allow the women to keep doing that against men? I just don't see any problem with it. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. There were some things that I did not like about Raw last night. There were some things that I thought were puzzling from the show last night. One thing I really did like is what we saw from the club, AJ Styles, of course, and Ricochet. And Ricochet, man, he's looking strong, especially as we get closer to Extreme Rules on Sunday, Mark. Looking real polished and uh, comfortable for for being in in the situation that he's in at such an early age as as a young 10, his tenure is so early. Man, he's, he is looking really, really good, Dave. And I think that hopefully, and they keep doing the right thing, put him in a position to look good and not only look good, but uh, amass some wins and some championships and um, just be at, a, at the forefront. I think that he'll be, he'll be one of those guys that will be able to tr- make the transition to being the top guy. And I like what they did with the club. And with Gallows and Anderson. Now, Gallows and Anderson, they've been lost in the shuffle. And now you're seeing them more mm-hmm. and more on TV. But they're not quite there yet. And I think they're going to – I really think being with AJ Styles is going to help them in the long run. But Ricochet got the best of them. But it's about, again, what's going to take place on Sunday at Extreme Rules. Ricochet is going to put that United States Championship on the line against AJ on Sunday. So you really want to sell that. And as good as Ricochet has been in the ring, Mark, and I totally agree with you, he looks completely polished. In this short amount of time on the main roster, he is he has really shined. But I love AJ Styles in his heel role. And I remember back when he was with TNA, and he was always the ultimate face. And when he turned and he was a heel, it was obviously a role he wasn't comfortable with then. But he is sure comfortable with it now. I love what AJ Styles is doing. And just like we say with Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan is so talented that he could be the best face on your roster and he could be the most hated heel. 
I think there's some similarities with AJ Styles as well. There's a lot of similarities between the two, but the biggest thing with AJ and him being a heel is he's allowing himself to be influenced by someone else. And it's very rare that you find somebody that's his quality of talent that the thing that's pissing people off is the fact that he's being a sheep. He's 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 being a puppet. He's he's been he's allowing somebody to instigate a fight between him and somebody else. And uh, there's a there's an old saying in Texas: we shoot the instigators. And AJ is not doing that, and that's what's getting the heat. People want to see AJ go. Look, man, mind your own damn business, and let me handle this the way that I see fit. You go. How about you go win a match? How about that? How about you and Gallows go to the ring, have a match against somebody, and come out with a victory, and then you can tell me what to do. That's what the people want, but he's not giving it to them. And the fact that he's able to get out there, not only be goaded into doing what they want him to do and see, giving him this this heel, mean, this, I mean, it's just really beneath his... his uh, his abilities. And here's the so. thing too, when it comes to when it comes to um AJ Mark, and you're right. Think about some of the the bad decisions you've made in your life. Usually yeah. they weren't on your own. There's usually somebody in your ear having you do that. Think about even go back as far as grade school. Whenever you got in trouble by your teacher in grade school, it was probably because of your friend who's yapping in your ear that's sitting next to you in class. Usually yeah, making you laugh and stuff. Exactly. You know, I mean, and so I think everybody can relate to this. You look at AJ Styles and you think he's above this, and you start questioning AJ Styles. And Mark, kind of like what you're saying here, it's like, all right, come on, something needs to happen here. When is AJ going to realize him? We'll get into it. It's the same thing with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Like, you look at yep. Nikki Cross, it's like exactly. she's letting Alexa change her in the way she feels and the way she thinks. And it's hurting her career. It's the same thing here with AJ Styles, but you don't realize that until you start to fail. This is not going to change, especially if come Sunday we have a new United States champion. Well, I, I hope that uh, uh, the whole Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross uh, goes the way that I feel it should go, which is I think that uh, Alexa should win. I want to keep see the hill and her keep going. But also on the other side, I th- it's, it's not very often that you, you see this, this uh, somebody like AJ Styles that's such a, a fan favorite mm-hmm. switch and automatically just instantly become this tyrant. And he's actually bullying. He's actually like, okay, you want me to be the tough guy? And he's being meaner to the guy to to Gallows because they they're they're his followers now. They're, they're like, I mean, it's 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 a weird dynamic. And I, I like it. I, I want to see it keep going on. And here's the thing too, Mark. You talked earlier about fantasy matchups. Let's not get lost. And sometimes we do because of the story leading in. But let's not get lost in the match that we're going to see on Sunday at Extreme Rules. We're going to see Ricochet against AJ Styles. I mean, wow. again, as fans, you know, we kind of get caught up in all the minutiae and everything else. But come Sunday, we're going to see Ricochet and AJ Styles in the ring together. 
Now, obviously, we've seen hints of it before on Monday Night Raw, but this is something that's going to be special, especially with Ricochet as the champion here. AJ Styles is chasing Ricochet. I think this is a really good dynamic, and it should be one hell of a match on Sunday. Not only should it be an unbelievable match, but the story that's told in the match should be unbelievable. And I'm hoping that um, Gallows stay out of the match. I want it to just be AJ and Ricochet. I don't want any interference. I think that if there's some interference in the first minute and they're thrown out of it, that would be great because I don't want them out there. I think that it'll take away from two unbelievable guys that could tell their own story. They don't need any help. There, there's there's people that, you know, sometimes they need window dressing. They need bells and whistles. They need the smoke and mirrors. This is AJ Styles. He don't need anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, we talked about this probably a few months ago that we thought that before, uh, maybe longer than that, before the real Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles was probably on the best run of any wrestler in the, in the world. So why why would he need any help? The help is for the good brothers or the clique or what are the, the what club. Do they call themselves? The club. But, that's, that's where the help is, is for them. But here's where I have some good news, especially when it comes to AJ and Ricochet. Now, whether Ricochet is still the champion, whether there's interference with the club, whether AJ Styles is your new champion, if you're a fan of Ricochet, you got to be happy because come August, which is SummerSlam, one of the big pay-per-views for the WWE, Ricochet is going to be in one of the main matches. He has to be. He's your champion right now. So win, lose, or draw, you would think Ricochet is going to have a premier matchup at SummerSlam this year. Wow. And you know what, Dave, I really hadn't thought about it. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not beyond extreme rules. Mm-hmm. I'm just right there right now. But you're right. Like Ricochet is gonna be in a main event capacity. He's gonna be in one of those top three or four matches. And and I, I like to see what his uh, bank statements are going to look like for this year. <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you this, too. We talk about it on this show. I bitch and complain about it. The nation bitches and complains about it. And, and the biggest thing is when you go from NXT to the main roster, you want to see a success story? It's Ricochet. Because yeah. how long, he's only been on the main roster for a cup of coffee. The guy's going to be in a premier matchup at SummerSlam, or at least he should be, because either he's going to still be your United States champion or he's going to have to get that rematch against AJ Styles. So, you know what? If you're one of those people like me that are always saying that, hey, usually when you leave NXT and go to the main roster, you're set up to fail, that is not the case right now with Ricochet. No, it's not. And, and you look at Bobby Lashley and, and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is one of those guys. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's very easy to see Heavy Machinery do something in the tag division that came from NXT. 
If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. We have options when it comes to that 24-7 championship and the man who holds that title right now, and we wish him congratulations on everything, on the wedding, on the honeymoon, and of course being champion, we welcome in the great Drake Maverick. Drake, how are you today? Very well. Still your second longest reigning 24-7 champion in the WWE. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Wow. Man, I, I got some I got some mar- marriage advice to hand down to you. Oh, here we go. Oh, I'm off. Oh, here we go. Listen, uh, <laughs> I think I think you might want to like get away, where it's just you and the missus, and the title is in the bag, and y'all have some time because, brother, I see some of the looks on the internet that you've been getting from the missus. That can't be good. No, Mark, it's fine. Everything's fine. Like this, this, it's just married life. It's got to be like that's how married life is. It's just you, you get you get some looks, um, and yeah, you know you get some smiles. But uh, yeah, I, look, I, I can't leave the uh, the championship in the bag or anything like that because you know you know how these things are. It's a wrestler's it's a rest, professional wrestler's bag. So you leave it in the bag too long, the sweat gets to it, the paint gets. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got to leave it out. So. I think the best place possible also because I don't want to lose it at any point because a referee could come out of any closet under any bed through any door at any time. I think it's best it just stays with us in the bed, safe and sound with us and our cat. I think, you know, I think it's the most safest option. Listen, Drake, don't listen to Mark. Listen to me. I've been divorced twice. Do, <laughs> do you, Drake? Just oh, yeah. Do but you? I, I definitely should listen to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> the internet. Because the internet's telling me I'm going to be divorced, so I'm probably going to need all the advice I can get from it. So, uh, if, you've got, if you've got anything, please, please throw them away. But this is an exciting time for you. I mean, she should be proud of you. You're a champion. Exactly. I mean, what, what, what could be better than a woman walking into a fancy restaurant in a fancy cocktail dress, looking the best she's ever looked, next to her husband, who is wearing a really cool T-shirt, a sweet pair of jeans, and a championship belt into this fancy (laughs) restaurant. Like, what could more a woman want, you know? This sounds like the Dave LaGreca marriage boot camp. (laughs) (laughs) Minus the sweet-looking jeans, Mark. Minus the sweet-looking jeans. He's still doing the dad jeans. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm going to throw in there that these are skinny jeans compared to Mark's dad jeans. So I'm just uh, you know, throwing that out there. Just, uh, you know, ne- never li- never was able to lift the weights that Mark was. So, uh, yeah, I have to deal with what I've got, you know. Well, I'll say this. I was hoping that you were going to be in studio today. It's nice that you called in, but, you know, last segment, Mark and I were talking about the possibility of being in studio, and Mark was going to call a referee into studio. Maybe, who knows, we'd have a Hall of Famer as the new 24-7 champion. Oh, really? A cunning plan, eh, Mark? Very, very good. Very good. Hey, man, I'm trying to get back on TV. (laughs) Trying Trying to get them royalty checks. 
Drake got the oh, Drake got them Rarity checks. I'm trying to I'm trying to get in, man. <laughs> how many how many twenty four seven champions are there right now? You you could have a run of like I mean, hey, some of the longest runs we've had have been fifteen, twenty seconds. So yeah, you could <laughs> you could change your Wikipedia page, add it on there, and because you've held wow. it, you can buy the championship and put it on the mantle next to your world championship and all that. So that's great. Well, I I did eyeball Crash Holly. Uh, one time. Oh man, that's that's, that's as oh, close man. as I got to it. Just 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 looking at it. <laughs> he he took off running and it was over. I wasn't gonna chase him. <laughs> well, see that's the problem, Drake. You mentioned about Mark going on a run. He ain't running anywhere, so he can't be twenty four. He's not running anywhere. Oh man, I'm Look, built for comfort, not to, speed. Yeah, I think you'd you'd have to run into Mark. For uh, him to get near the twenty four seven championship, so like la- I swear to God, last night I think I'm still blown up after last night's raw. Still blown up, like that was that was that was some extreme cardio. That was some uh, that was some high incline stuff. You know what I mean? Like I had to, I had to leapfrog the guardrail. I had to get in the ring. I'm running scared. I feel bad I'm, for I'm, Titus I'm, O'Neil too. <laughs> he's a big guy. Oh yeah, he, he's usually he's usually carrying the referee with him. Like, like, got him by the scruff of the neck and make sure they get there. But I, I don't know if it's a detriment to his, uh, his, his, uh, you know, athletic performance with running. So, you've had a lot of successful runs uh, coming from before uh, the before NXT. Uh, is there a moment in your career that you're the most proud of right now, other than uh, being the champion, the twenty four seven champion? Um. Mark, I'm blessed every day. I really am. Um, and for somebody that is of a smaller stature than everybody else in the uh, the industry, it's uh, you you have to you have to make sure you stand out as every performer does. But I, I truly believe that um, just trying trying to put in find what makes you different. And I know a lot of people uh, that get in this industry when they're of a shorter stature don't embrace the fact that they're small. And um, uh, that was that was to me that that's what makes me special. So it was I'm 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 just proud to be in this industry, and I I really I'm proud to obviously represent the United Kingdom, but I'm just proud to be in this industry because the changes that have been made over the last few years and just everything that they do for the athletes here in the WWE, it's just I'm I'm a very proud man, and I'm very proud to work for the company that I do. And I'm very, very proud to just work in the industry I do. Anything I've been able to do in regards to putting a smile on a face, uh, charity work, anything like that, that is that is the stuff that I'm most proud of because I remember when I was a kid, if I saw a, a WWE superstar, I would lose my mind. I would It would be the best day of my life. So if, if you can just put a smile on a face and make someone forget whatever problems they got going on, that's a blessing and that is that makes me proud every day. So I'm very, that's, I'm very, that's uh, very, very, yeah, that's the real stuff. I'm that, just very proud of this industry. It's just, it's given me a great life that I'd never expect to, but this was what I always wanted to do. Always wanted to entertain and just always wanted to put smiles on faces. So, uh, it's an honor and a pleasure every day. Well, it's, it's a testament to your abilities as a pro wrestler to be able to, uh, uh go in the ring and stand out and be, uh, as you, you mentioned your stature, uh, I usually say vertically challenged, but, um, 
that only the hornswoggle. And since Truth called you hornswoggle last night, I just thought I'd throw that in there. But uh, it's a testament on, to your abilities. It's a backhanded compliment. This is a backhanded compliment. Now you were you were you were you were bigging me up, bigging me up, bigger than what I actually am. And then you I was setting you up. I was setting you up. But you, but, right. but being talented is in, in in pro wrestling is is the thing. It's not just about your size or uh, is in your abilities, but your ability to to con- make a connection with the crowd. And you obviously have been able to do that your whole career. And who who do you who do you give the credit to for teaching you and giving you that understanding? Well, my original coach is someone that nobody's ever going to have heard of. It was a gentleman in the United Kingdom called Barry Sherrill Lambus, and uh, I owe him everything. And believe it, believe it or not, he was a tape trader in the United Kingdom, and he pulled me aside after about, I think it was like two years in, and he'd turn up and he'd like sell these, these bootleg uh, VHS tapes. That's how old I am. Um, he'd sell these bootleg VHS tapes, and he pulled me one side, and he just showed me a couple of things, and then taught me what this was about. Um, I used to go down his house and he just used to sit me in front of matches and say, ask me what the story was, what the, what the, um, you know, what the outcome made me feel, everything like that. And he's like, that's what it is. That's it's supposed to make you feel something. And you spoke, and why do you like this person? He makes you feel something. So Barry taught me everything on the, on the UK scene. So I've, kind of branched out due to his teachings and then when i went to america and was at ovw i'd say rip rogers al snow and danny davis were just you know the most priceless information i was only there a year but the teaching that i had there was just fantastic i've I've never had my mind opened i've never been shouted out and called some of the words that rips called me uh, you know, <laughs> we we do know. Yeah, we've heard. We it do know. Hand. We know very well. Rip Rogers came on the show, and he he dropped what was it, one hundred and thirteen or one hundred seventeen f bombs? Yeah, we we in, we actually 15, lost count. We, I had calluses on my fingers trying to count them, so it, it was. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, he oh, made some other references. Oh, that was dear. just deplorable. Yeah, what what time did you have him on? There's a watershed, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> but um, he he, he I, mentioned yeah. the packing too. Oh my god! Uh, uh, that, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you, you suck. Get out of my ring. Okay, sit down. Shut up. Okay, do an hour. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> give me a Broadway. Give, give me a Broadway. Yeah, rip, oh, rip is rip okay, is special. Five, five, five minutes. Your fat ass is blown up. Okay, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Good Rip oh, Rogers. God. Look at you, Maverick. Hey, well, you didn't know um, you... wow. Well, you didn't know you that. Had more talents than we knew. Oh no! What? What? Just putting up with Rick? Oh God, that's a talent in itself. Um, Being able to imitate him. Oh, no, oh, I'm, I'm a. As, there's, a, there's a bunch of guys that know, but I'm a, I'm a dab at the, uh, the old impressions if I can be. Uh, I try my best, but. So, Rip, Rip was Rip was one of the most. You know, when you meet Einstein, you feel like you've met Einstein, but he's 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 crazy and lost his mind, but he still is Einstein. That, that's Rip Rogers. Yeah, that's Rip Rogers. All that's that's, that's actually really good. Uh, <laughs> Pretty damn accurate. You know, Drake. Um, I, I don't I don't know if you remember or not, but you were actually a guest on this show almost seven years ago. 
and and you're you're a part of the show and was on remote we were on remote at that time and we saw in you what you've become and just the, the connection with the crowd the, the chemistry that you have i mean did you know that ultimately that this is where you were going to end up i know this was your dream and i know it's difficult to get here but was there ever a time that you doubted yourself did was there ever a time you didn't think you would make it to the wwe um, many, many times, uh, you have, you, so I think it's a very British mentality where this is where we live. This is our neighborhood. This is where we're going to meet a girl. This is where we're going to have children. This is where we're going to stay. This is where we're going to work for the rest of our lives. And this is it. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I do this. I just know I have to. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, I really believe in what I'm doing, as stupid as everybody thinks this is, and it's a, a dream and whatever. And, and I say that to everybody. If it makes you happy, what's the problem? Just keep chasing. Keep chasing. It makes you happy. Some, sometimes that's all people have got, and it's just like I really believed in this, and I believed in myself, and it was just if I ever got to WWE, I'd be just – flabbergasted over the moon but as you as you get older you you realize like when when you work for places like um the british independence and you work for impact it be, it becomes your livelihood and mm-hmm. then you respect the business so much more when every ticket and every seat every ticket that's bought for a seat counts and every time that you are at the merchandise table and selling something and meeting meeting fans everything counts and that that's what really uh that's what really changed my mentality when I moved to the United States when it became a full-time living. So I found it was attainable when you saw, like, uh, the people that I was working with at Impact were no longer... It, it seemed like there was some sort of uh, thing where TNA talent weren't really looked at by WWE. But then Samoa Joe left the company and went to NXT. Then Bobby Roode left the company and went to NXT. Eric Young. And, th- and that's when you were like, okay, well, maybe... Maybe there might be an opportunity down the road, and I'm, you know, I'm one of the fortunate ones in the world because there aren't there aren't there aren't many spots to earn a living in this uh, industry full time. So uh, again, just just blessed, just blessed. You know, Maverick. Whenever we have an English wrestler come on, I always bring up the name Les Kellett. Did yeah. you, uh, as a young wrestler, did you watch Les Kellett? I did not watch Les Kelly. I was more of a I was more of a big daddy guy, to be honest, but I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't at the age where uh, that was still on television when I started watching it. My wrestling education when I was growing up was Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, uh, Ric Flair, everything around the early '90s of WWF because we had Sky Sports in the in the United Kingdom. So it was. Uh, that that was my wrestling education. Then when I started getting shown old British tapes by. Uh, by my grandfather and other colleagues, I was like, oh, I didn't even know there was a, a British wrestling scene. And then Big Daddy was the one because he was like the United Big Daddy was good. Oh man! And and they told he, stories. He, that's that that's the thing that that makes me a fan of English wrestling is the stories in the holes. Like you yeah. you, you see so many holes that they don't use anymore. And um, I, even talking to Rip Rogers, he was one that was that that used to tell me all the time, "Hey, you need to check this out. You you're a big guy. You use a lot of holes. Then you need to know this." And um, 
English wrestling to me is all about the story that you tell. And um, you can put guys, the guys didn't always look like athletes. <laughs> look at Big Daddy. Like, you know, oh, man. <laughs> he was oh, everywhere. Man. He was all. <laughs> but Johnny Sang would tell me, because he, he, he obviously left the business when um, World of Sport went off television in the United Kingdom, but he became a truck driver. It's just these these were just regular everyday guys that would just put on the pants and boots and go in there and grapple. Like if you watch the stories of Dave, like the, the stories that Dave Finley told when he Dave would beat people up. You you just watch him and he just <laughs> the story he'd tell was just. You remember Dave when he had his, his sweet mustache and everything like that? He's just oh yeah. He's just skirting people and then you've got like rollerball. Rollerball Rocco was ahead of his time. Because he would just he'd maul people, like head, like throw to the outside, throw chairs in the he would maul people. But he took British wrestling to the next step, so to speak, and that was like what the bull, like the Bulldogs did when they went to Calgary. They evolved their British style to the Calgary style, and then that's when they took it, you know, to the WWF, Japan, everything like that. But just some of the best wrestlers in the world, that, and a lot of people have never even heard of or seen. Just, uh, it, but again, it, back to your question, it wasn't something that I watched growing up, which is it's something I've watched as I've got older as education to teach me because I, I feel that every great match is something that you can be taught. That's why the WWE Network's so amazing because it's just a, everything you could ever want as, a, as a, uh, a wrestler to teach you. Well, talking about great matches, somebody that you had great matches with and is also chasing after that 24-7 championship is EC3. You have definitely a history with him, and the matches that you had with him were absolutely off the charts and fantastic. So, you know, I'm wondering if he might catch up with you. Who knows? Maybe even at Extreme Rules on Sunday. Well, he uh, he, he, he let me off uh, at 4th of July because he's a big fan of America. So he, he invited me and my uh, beautiful wife and the 24-7 championship around the house so we could have a... Uh, Fourth of July celebration. Renee looked like she was having a great time. I don't care what anybody says, <laughs> but um, yeah, I uh, if, if if I've got to run through extreme rules, I'm going to. I'm upping my cardio as we. I'm not upping my cardio. I'm sitting in bed. I'm not, not you know, I'm not doing anything right now. But, um, just an update as well. There was no bedroom cardio last night as uh, I was tired because I was running around. So um, yep. Update everybody. I have still yet to consummate my marriage, but you well, never you, know. It may be... happen at Extreme Rules. It may happen at Extreme Rules. <laughs> if you tune in this Sunday live <laughs> on the WWE Network, it may happen. All right, you got to break the title. You got to break the title in. Yeah, you got to. You got to. got to break something in. <laughs> <laughs> 24th. Uh, so, Drake Maverick, thanks for joining us again. Extreme Rules taking place on Sunday. You can see it on the WWE Network. And who knows? Maybe even on Sunday, see Drake Maverick consummate his marriage and also maybe defend that 24 7 championship. Drake, thank you so much for the time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.